Hi to you Redmen Plus subscribers. Did you know that every single month Redmen do give away exclusive merchandise from Liverpool past and present players? To get involved and entered into those competitions, just become a club legend. Yes, that's right. If you are a club legend, you can already enter and win those unbelievable prizes. If you are a club captain, just go to redmenplus.com and upgrade your subscription. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Transfer Show. My name's Dan Club. I'm joined by Sam Walker and Ian Young, and we are here to talk about all the speculation surrounding Liverpool Football Club, of course, and there is quite a lot of it. Um, first of all, I haven't seen these guys for a few weeks. How are we doing, Sam? You good? All good, mate. It's been a while, yeah. The ice has kept us in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no football as well, I suppose. Yeah, well, I've seen you at football yeah, itself. We've true, been yeah. attempting to play football while the Reds have been absent. But uh, Ian, how about you, mate? You good? You enjoying the World Cup? Not participating? <laughs> I'm watching with just sort of... It's nice to watch football without any stress, without, yeah. any, without any attachment to it, without games a game, just enjoying some good football and then when the final whistle goes just move on and nothing else happens yeah I get that it has been quite pleasant especially given the start of the season Liverpool had of course it wasn't exactly uh, wasn't great watching at times was it to be honest so yeah it's been a, a nice break in many ways um, yeah we are here to talk about Liverpool transfers um, Liverpool obviously did return to action yesterday I don't know if anyone's seen much Bits of the game against Leon yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it kind of raised some more questions I suppose I suppose the last few weeks have really in many senses um, the midfield problem is clearly still a problem um, Harvey Elliott went off injured during the game which isn't great I don't think it's too bad I think he said he's fine didn't he? I think he's okay yeah but still it's not what we want to see is it with all the problems we've already got the lesser seen Naby Keita did return um, listen what his future is no one knows but listen the <laughs> midfield problem is clearly still a problem now we're going to start with uh, a report from Record in Portugal, which I took via Sport Witness, and it says that Liverpool have already made contact with Benfica star Enzo Fernandez, obviously starring for Argentina as well in this World Cup. Um, I'll come to you, Sam, on this one first. Listen, I'm not going to ask you if you think we need a midfielder. I think that's blatantly yeah. obvious. Um, Enzo Fernandez is he one we should be going for? I think so. I think I don't know lots and lots about him, and I'm worried about these, like the certain styles of player that we obviously go for and target and profile. And we've had success with Luis Diaz and, and, and others in the past from other places. But I'm, I, it always worries me when, when players have good World Cups because the world international football is not elite level club football. It's it just isn't. It's not. I mean, Harry Maguire is doing okay for England. Well, did okay till he got ripped. But <laughs> um, but yeah, like so, I'm always concerned. He's a good player type of player we should be looking at yeah he's the right age isn't he loads of growth could could be developed by a manager like Klopp mm -hmm. so I think we should be looking at him I just think it, it, getting him out it, let's be honest I know we're not gonna he's not on the agenda today but he's kind of him or Bellingham in the summer job isn't it really mm -hmm. and and there's no there's no real competition there for me I don't think you're going to get him out of there now uh, where, where they just top the Champions League group and uh, they could win the World Cup and there's there's lots of things that reasons why Benfica wouldn't let him go mid-season yeah absolutely yeah. and I think one of the big reasons on that is he's under contract until 2027 like a lot of these players we've been talking about on this show and a couple we're going to talk about today their contract's kind of coming towards the end but 2027 is, is strong and I expect him to move on because it feels like one of them players when you're in Portugal much like Luis Diaz who record did report on as well Diaz had to move on at some point and it feels like Enzo Fernandez will but it feels like he's going to move on for a lot of money and, and like Sam rightly says we're not talking about Bellingham today for the first day on record in about two months inside this studio. Oh, we have mentioned him. He's got to get a mention. Yeah, there's absolutely no two ways. He's not banned or anything like that, but we aren't going to talk about the chance here. But money-wise, like Sam says, we're not likely to do Fernandez plus Bellingham, are we? No, no, I think if it was going to be 
Fernandez January, I'd be all up for it. Like, yeah, it was, it was the type of thing we could get in and he could like spare on our season and I'd be all over it. But for truth, if it's going to be a choice between Drew Bellingham and Fernandez, mm. it's going to be Bellingham all day, isn't it? It's pretty simple, really. Yeah. But he, he looks like a good player. He's, I think he's only a couple of years older than Bellingham. I think he's like 21, 22. Yeah, 21, yeah, so there's a lot of room for growth there. He's got potential. I mean, if Liverpool have got like this endless possible yeah I mean they're both the men but we know Liverpool haven't so I think it's all for due rather than Enzo yeah I, I agree What he got three goals and five assists in 24 matches domestically prior to the World Cup he's having a very good World Cup with Argentina you said there Sandy might go and win it which will hike his price even further he obviously scored yeah. that wonder goal a couple of rounds ago as well didn't he? Yeah. So he's been really impressive what he does offer his versatility now we're looking at Bellingham he's similar in the sense he can do pretty much everything but Enzo Fernandez. For, for Benfica plays in that DM he plays in the box to box and he even plays more advanced so he does offer that money wise I think will be the biggest problem um, for this one but you said there and I'll come to you Sam on this January so I don't think anyone really thinks Bellingham's going to happen in January no. in terms of the move we might hear some more stuff on it it might well get announced this is talk of a pre-agreement so do you think we have to get one in January yeah, I think we do because I was one of them who agreed with Klopp in the summer. After the season we had, I didn't think we needed a midfielder. Mm. And then obviously Ox gets injured and you go, yeah, but he doesn't really play at all anyway. Like no. You hear all these people say, oh, we need three because they, actually you don't replace players that don't play and contribute anyway. They're kind of like, it's like Minamino. We didn't, Carvalho was an adequate replacement because he didn't play anyway in the games that mattered. Yeah. And I think we were a little bit there, but then when Cater went down hard, that or whatever happened mm. that changed everything for me yeah. and that's when I was kind of like right like if he's not an option at all we need someone who can at least be a similar option as him so and then obviously we've had our struggles we've had a couple of injuries bits of form mm -hmm. we're relying a lot on Elliot which is great for him not so great for, for us at the moment I think it's, it's inevitable we need someone in January but what we need in January for me is a player who can come in have an impact or be a body or allow rest for those who are who needed to be rest like Henderson Thiago. But then when we do go again in the summer and bring that second midfield in, i.e. Bellingham, mm. they can almost fall back a row and it's not a big deal. I think the interesting if you go with Sienzo Fernandez now mm. and then you go and get Bellingham, what does that mean? That you're never gonna see Elliot again. Thiago's only a squad player, hence I don't think it's gonna work like that. Yeah. So the guy who I imagine we're going to move on to is it Am Amrabat at Later some point. On, yeah, yeah. He 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 fits that bill. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, Ian, what about you on that? I think it's an interesting point, and it's a, it's a correct one as well. Like Liverpool would almost be reshaping the entire midfield with a signing like Fernandez and Bellingham. It doesn't feel like something we're going to do. This to me feels more like there probably is interest in Fernandez from Liverpool, but only if the Bellingham deal doesn't happen. I don't know what you think, Ian. It could, it could be getting leaked to the press because we, we, we need something to... We need, Dortmund. Well, we need Dortmund to like say yes or no. There could be negotiations and Liverpool are going, right, all right, then, if you're not going to break here, we're going to go and look at it. And then Bellingham's like, listen, you need to get this sorted. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 we all know how football works, we all yeah. know how the press works and how the clubs use the press. It could mm -hmm. simply be something like that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, it could well be. And I think an option, Sam, that you're talking about, I'm going to come on to now, um, is Sander Burgess, Sander yes. Burgess, some people he fits into that category I think 
This comes from a report in France again by a sport witness. And it's a player that we've been linked to before, actually. Because his name tends to get floated around in Liverpool speculation circles quite a lot. This report claims that the Reds are attentive to a move for the Sheffield United midfielder. He has been linked in the past. Like I say, Klopp called him an interesting player after we played against Club Bruges in 2019. Yeah. Um, I remember that, and that's why I've obviously flagged it up. He's 24. He's at a contract in 2024. So that contract situation is better yeah. than the end of Enzo Fernandez one. Um, my concern here is, Sam, I'll let you come in on this one, is his injury history. Yeah. Um, because I think I'm right in saying he had a really bad hamstring tear when Sheffield United were in the Premier League. The year he yeah. got relegated, he missed half the season with this really bad hamstring. We already know about our injury problems. Um, would you be interested in going after him? Personally, no. I understand why he was linked with us and, and, and I think that was a recruitment team job as well where you look at it, he's got lots of profile that we can, we can look at and identify similar to what we're looking for. By all accounts, there's never been any in the press about you no know, personal problems or characterization issues. He yep. seems to be quite a, a good guy. So that fits the bill as well. Mm-hmm. For me, if we wanted him, we would have got him in the summer instead of getting mellow. We just went and took him out to Sheffield United, no problem, five, yes. seven million, whatever. It just makes too much sense. So I don't think he's a player who can come into us in January with his injury problems to help with our injury problems to impact the team mm-hmm. I don't see what he brings having played championship for four for two seasons that can impact us at the top of the Premier League mm-hmm. it would be strange for us to go that way and I don't think many people would react well to it in, in the in the bubble of uh, the social media no it would certainly be considering the names we all linked with even like Enzo Fernandez if we went and signed Sander Berger everyone would be like hang on a minute like yeah. what he does do though Ian on that note is he does he offers a defensive midfielder. Like that's his main role, really. He scored three goals and got three assists in the Championship this year. Whether that's because it's the Championship or not, you can decide for yourself, really. But he is he does have the profile, like Sam says, that would suit Liverpool. It's clear to see why the recruitment team, as it has been, with Julian Ward now at the helm, obviously would sort of identify someone like that and go, he's interesting, we can get him for cheap, he'll come in, he'll do a job. Would it excite you? Would this interest you? It wouldn't, it wouldn't. Excite me, but I think it's what it's one of them players that ticks a few boxes. He's, mm. he's like he's a January signing, isn't he? He's yeah. like, let's get him in, let's b- b- build the numbers up in the midfield. But the problem is, though, if he has got injury problems and after two weeks he gets injured, we just throw more people in. Yeah, and we don't need that. We need, we, I think we need something. I don't say we need a hundred million pound signing or anything in January, but I think we need something. A, something special something yeah. out of the unknown that we generally don't do because that midfield needs really freshening up yeah I tend to agree with you the, the, the talk is 16 million here for Sander Berger um, which I feel is a bit over the top I think more like the figures you were saying yeah. you could probably with what it'll be 18 months left on this deal if you offered Sheffield United 8 million you know we've already done the business with them in the Ben Davis deal if we offered them 8 million for someone like that I think well he'd be wanting to leave anyway wouldn't he let's yeah. be honest about yeah. it it's Liverpool it's the Premier League it's the Champions League it's all sorts so I think Sam you could if you really needed to go and grab him if you wanted but like you said before if it was going to get done it feels like the sort of deal that you'd have done instead of the mellow deal and mellow now is pushing to get back quicker than they said but I'm not interested in him going back to be honest with you it doesn't yeah, excite me at all I, I, I agree I think like I, I'm, I don't buy into as much as everybody else that like our midfield's in as much of a state as I, I think it is I think we've still got four or five very good footballers who can play in that role I think we, we it's been unfortunate what's happened this year and I think Fabinho suffered and da 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 mm-hmm. so I don't see the point in us buying 
I, I, I agree with Liverpool's plan, whether you've got billions of pounds in the bank or not, in that you should always buy the players that you're looking at anyway. Yeah. We got Diaz. We have done some good moves in, in, in January. Going back over the years, look at Agger and Scale, you go back to that Maxi Rodriguez is a good sign, and Suarez. Obviously, yeah. Carroll's a lot of money didn't work out as well. So loads of players he brought in recently, Diaz, Van Dijk, etc. And it's circumstantial why those deals happen at the time. I think there's a couple of players out there who are clearly available if you're willing to pay the price. Mm. It's just whether Liverpool identify them as, as targets. I mean, you could even look at someone like Yuri Tielemans, whether you, whether you like him or not, is, or whether we like him or not is another question, but six months left on his deal, mm. it's the last chance they're going to get any money for him. They're in no real danger of going down or making Europe. It's a deal you could get done probably quite easily if he had the uh, ambition. I don't think Sander Berge fits into that bracket. I don't think he's good enough for a start. Fit enough, good enough. Why hasn't anybody else gone and taken him this summer? Like, there's reason for that, surely. So, yeah. it, it's just an absolute no-go for me. And if we do only sign him in January, I, I, someone who's defended the model for years, and I think it's been successful, that would piss me off. Yeah. Because I think it, there's more out there. You're right, and it'd be massively underwhelming, wouldn't it, like you already say. And what the biggest problem I have me for me standing inside the burger is that, injury problem because if we do go and sign him and he does get injured three weeks yeah. down the line we're just going to have the same old discussions and rightfully so like yeah. there's only so far you can defend like you you call out some people every now and on Twitter who say this this and this and you we like to defend it and say oh no it's alright the model's right they're doing it the right way but there's only so long you can do that yeah. for when it keeps happening eventually you know <laughs> even we've got a break haven't we and say oh, do you know what we're a bit fed up of what's going on here like, yeah. but just to finish any and on, on Sander Berger just as positionally We've already decided we need a midfielder in January. I think there's no two ways about that. So I'm not actually what type of midfielder we think we should get. And I think the Fabinho point, personally, is the biggest yeah, one here. I've, Whoever we sign has to be able to do that role. I've seen him play uh, DM because he needs a bit of competition. He needs, mm. he needs rotating a bit because I think he's played too much as well. When he's needed to come out, we've not been able to take him out. Yeah. Um, just, just a thing. We just need, he needs help. Mm. He, he doesn't... Fabinho doesn't become a bad player overnight. He was he was the best DM in the world eighteen months ago. Mm. That just doesn't stop. That just unless there's something wrong, he could be playing carrying an injury. We don't we don't know the ins and outs of things, do we? Don't we know the specifics of what's going on? But he definitely needs help, and I think the guy from Morocco, which I'm sure you're going to speak about, well, will be good help. Just just to add to that time, though, I think uh, he has. I think that's I think that's thrown out there. I think last year he played a lot of football, but this year he has been pulled out the side a lot. Henderson mm. played; he didn't start against Man United. There's been a couple of other games where yeah. he hasn't started. Yeah. He has been pulled out. He's just not in good form. No. But the DM thing for me is interesting because I don't think a like for like DM would would help. We need some. We've lost. We lost Van Alden, and we we lost. We've lost Cater this year. Who's quite, both of those two are quite combative. Mm-hmm. They, they they tackle a lot. They intercept a lot. They wear. They keep the ball well. They stick the bottoms out and do well with the ball at their mm. feet. We haven't got anyone like that. Mm. Harvey Elliott's not combative. He's yeah. a very talented young player. Thiago's obviously missed a lot of football. You, we need someone who, yeah, possibly could play in the six. But you've got Henderson and Fabinho for that. Yeah. We need a combative player who can battle and get up and down on, on the right or left hand side. My my personal opinion. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. I've not heard many people say that. To be honest with you, most most people I speak to are more of these and my own personal opinion is that we do need someone who can give Fabinho that rest you obviously clearly think that's Henderson the issue we've had I suppose in all of this is when there has been opportunities to maybe give Fabinho a rest for Henderson Henderson's needed elsewhere because exactly. there's injuries in different places so I get your point yeah. entirely whereas if we had the extra body in there maybe it'd be a signing or Cato or Mello being fit or Curtis yeah. Jones being fit for yeah, that matter would yeah. be a start yeah but 
yeah, maybe that would give Fabinho the rest he needs. It's definitely an option, and it'd be interesting to see how Liverpool approach it. Actually, um, because I personally would be a DM in January, and then and then that man Jude in the summer. But the last one we're going to talk about is a move that we spoke about last week on the show, actually, and it's kind of ramped up ever since. I think we kind of. Not dismissed it, but weren't sure. But the noise is getting louder, and it's Sofian Amrabat um, having an absolutely outstanding World Cup. I mean, as are Morocco, but he's really at the heart of it as well, Ian. Um, I'm just going to get your opinion. So basically, they're now Klopp is apparently urging Liverpool board to go and buy um, Amrabat this summer. He's out of contract in 2024 as well. I think the Turk can sort like 30, 40 million pounds to get the deal done. Um, is this one, Ian, that you think is a goer? I, I. Th- I'll be happy with him in January. I don't. I, he's not. He's not that. He's not that big, massive signing that we'd all like to see. But he'll come in and he'll do his job. And like I said, he'll give Fabinho a rest. I think one of our biggest issues, I think, in midfield. I don't know if you think the same, Sam. Is one of our priorities when we used to be signing players was how robust they were, and how, how the injury record was closely looked at. Mm-hmm. Our injuries this last two years two and a half years has been horrendous and I don't know whether that's down to the players we're signing or what's going on in training but something has changed from when Klopp first arrived because when we first got players in they didn't get injured this this wasn't something that happened so maybe we need to look at them stats a little bit more Mm -hmm. maybe we need to find somebody who's a bit more robust rather than just what they can do on the pitch well, I think that's the point with Wijnaldum wasn't it his main asset he was a very good footballer we shouldn't forget that as well because a lot of people just said oh he plays all the time he's boss but he yeah. was a lot more than that but there's no his durability was absolutely yeah. key to what we did so well um, and Amberbat just on that his injury record isn't too bad actually he's missed one game this season with yeah. back trouble um, sounds a lot like myself to be honest with you. <laughs> um, aside from that he's missed Little one-game spells here and there, it seems. Never anything. He had a bad ankle injury in 18-19 that meant he missed 16. But aside from that, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, I'd like it to be absolutely clear, to be honest with you, Sam, because that's what I want to see. But, yeah, so I'm about then. One to consider. I think before this World Cup, if I'd had this conversation, most people would have gone, oh, come on, mate, what are you talking about? <laughs> what about now? Yeah, I'd, I'd, this is the thing with the World Cup, isn't it? Is that also playing for your country, if you're from somewhere like Morocco, who are very proud and very passionate and they've mm-hmm. invested a lot of money into the football excellence centre there now, there's an opportunity for them to do something. I think when you play for other countries, like, I don't know, like Spain or England, there's always next time. Whereas I think when you play for a country that isn't as a, an elite team and you know the opportunity of playing you know in, in a in a climate that you know a lot of the players who, who will have played in Morocco in other games and at home international games will have been a bit used to because it's quite hot humid it's an opportunity for them so they're giving it everything and I, and we've we've been stung before with our lads Juf and, and not necessarily as much the owl because I think he was a good servant for the club but we've been stung before other clubs have been stung before uh, with, with, with good international tournaments yeah. got to be careful I don't know enough about him as a profiled player mm-hmm. to know whether he's got all the bits and pieces that we need to come yeah. in and just slot in because yeah if he's a DM fantastic but all it takes for Bino to come back have a great game first game back and then pick his form up what happens then? Does he even get a kick? You know, we've only got two games over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, we might play in the FA Cup then. You know, it. it I just don't know enough about him, to be honest. If we sign him, fantastic. Another member of the squad, he's played at high level, but I'm just not 100% sure he's what we're looking for. Interesting sort of caveat to that is that usually by now, someone's come out and said, it. that's not happening. Yeah. Liverpool are no longer James Pierce, Paul Joyce, whereas actually... 
nothing's being said I mean the silence with Liverpool is usually something to it yeah absolutely yeah, but like I say the noise seems to be getting loud if anything which surprised me because much like yourself I was really unsure on the on the potential deal I mean his previous could be at Fiorentina now um, he's 26 years old he's played for Utrecht Hellas Verona as well and Feyenoord and his career has never really kicked into gear yeah. up until this World Cup essentially and there was obviously interest in Liverpool prior to the tournament and this tournament has clearly kick-started yeah. that again and he's having a really good time Time and he does fit the DM mould but like you say Simon it's, it's an interesting point here and if, if Fabinho comes back and suddenly kicks into gear again likelihood is because Fabinho's a better DM than Amrabat I'm, I'm, I'm happy to sit here and say it like he is top form Fabinho's a better footballer so there's a chance we sign him maybe 30 maybe 40 million and he just doesn't play that much if Fabinho starts again isn't it? There is but isn't that, isn't that one of the caveats of being one of the best teams in the world that you have good players you don't get to kick her up but, but is that what we need now don't we <sighs> do no, we need players who are going to come and play not yeah, not like yeah. Yeah, oh well if he gets it we need there's guys who are injured now we need to replace which is why I said about that that yeah. number 8 who can yeah. get up and down Yeah, and, and you're right but just the problem is with that is that this guy isn't 21 yeah, 22 he's, he's 26 he's not waiting you know what I mean? yeah. he's, in his, he's in his peak essentially now he's in his prime he should be he should be playing all the time to Sam's point and if Fabinho comes back in his prime and, his, and he gets going again yeah. and he's flying then we've signed the player who should be at the prime of their career who's just sat on the bench if he's 21-22 watching Fabinho yeah. learning and filling in like Bajetic but he's obviously even younger again that's fine but I don't know to me and it just feels like this 30-40 million could be spent wiser so well yeah, yeah. And, and like I said you want Fabinho to come back, don't you? Want that Fabinho back? So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. So now <laughs> change your mind. The thing is with the profile of it, though, he might be able to play as a number eight, or if Klopp's really interested in developing a slightly different system, mm. he Just might be able pivot. to play as a as two, or yeah, yeah or or one eight who's a bit more advanced than one eight who's not as much. And the the other thing with this is as well is like. You know, uh, there's lots of people saying. I know he's not on the show as a as a person, but that would interest in Declan Rice. Like, mm. and it's also a situation is if Liverpool can afford and can get Rice and Bellingham in the summer, those two players would completely revolutionise our yeah. team. Yeah. Um, and and I think, do you then go? Well, actually, I'm willing to to sort of hold tight or go and get a, a loan another loan <laughs> in January or hold out or whatever yeah, the plan be. is but you know you're getting them to in the summer regardless to where we finish absolutely yeah uh, UA for coefficient coming in and all that yeah yeah no one next year so, so, so like it might be a case of the, you know, we don't know what's in the pipeline this fella might have a bio clause Enzo mm. Fernandez, those listening might have a, bands, a bio clause that means you can get him for 45 million in the summer yeah. so they might wait you know you just don't know what's going on there so mm. it's going to be interesting to see players in foreign leagues and in particular Portugal actually often do have bio right, clauses yeah. so that is yeah. something to consider I mentioned the contract until 27 early but that, that becomes irrelevant all of yeah. a sudden if a bio clause does come out of the ether so perhaps um, but I think you're right if if Rice and Bellingham are a possibility in the summer, what we did in January would be massively affected. Like we won't be going anywhere. That Sander Berger deal for sixteen million suddenly becomes yeah. more relevant. No, it does, it? Don't you know it? what I mean? Of course it does, because it gives you the option now, which I think we all need. A low move is also a possibility. Um Arthur Mello 2.0, here we go <laughs> again. And um, yeah, we'll leave the midfielders there. We'll talk about midfielders who are blue in the face between now and the end of January. I'm almost certain of it. Um got one more to touch upon from the Liverpool side of things. Um took me by surprise really this one um, another one from Sport Witness for us it comes um, Eintracht Frankfurt striker Randall Colo Muani um, 
a striker. Uh, plays across the front three, um, can do it all. This is more of a conversation now, Sam, because Louis Diaz has obviously redone his injury. Um, different like. injury. Different injury. Different okay, injuries. he's got another injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to be out for a few more months. Diogo Jota is sidelined for longer than we expected. Not great. Um, is there now a possibility that the, the article says that we're keeping a close eye on his development? Is there a possibility, not so much about this player, that we go in the market for a forward in January? I think the only way we go in for the market in the market for a forward in January is if Rob, Roberto Firmino's leaving. Mm-hmm. So if he articulates the club, no, I fancy a new challenge, and we say, oh, we're not going to pay you what you want, or whatever that may be. I think we might move in January and, and bring forward uh, a forward yeah. um, because I, th- I feel, and that might you know, take precedence over the midfield in terms of numbers, but I don't see Liverpool going in January and signing a forward if Roberto Firmino signs a new deal and, and you're going to get the two lads back probably February. There's been no confirmation on Diaz, has there? The club have said nothing. Don't think it's good though, is it? No, no, but if no. He, but he, they both might be February. I mean, <laughs> I know some, Paul Joyce retweeted something that said March, but I actually don't think they put a date on it. Mm. So you could get both of those back in February, which still isn't great, but why would you buy someone which then a month later you're going to get two players back who are going to play over them and Bobby's staying. It, it doesn't stack up. Like I said, this isn't championship manager football. No. You've got to you've you've got to plan for now and for in the future. And what Liverpool won't do is stop our players who are just going to sit there causing trouble afterwards. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with that. And if if you guarantee Jota and Diaz in February, I think I think you're right. What I will say is though, and I'll come to you on this, Ian. Have we got a bigger problem with Diogo Jota? In terms of his injuries, because this isn't the first time now he's had a little something or other, and he's been out for a few months, and it's a problem, and he comes back. He came, he came back in the league cup final, and he did his thing again. It's not an impressive track record. No, no, times, and, and I think when he's come back as well, and it could be down to the injuries. I don't think he's looked great in form wise either. I think, I think he's rushed back a couple of times. Yeah, he? yeah. I don't, I don't think he's looked up to speed when he's come back. So he's got to be something we're looking at here going. Something not, what what what's the issue here? Mm. What is, is do we do we need a navigator up front now as well? We don't we don't need that, do we? We don't need them issues. I don't think Liverpool are ever going to move away from these injury issues, so we need to minimise them where we can. So again, that goes back to scouting and what are we looking at when we're scouting players now? Do yeah. We look we have to look for more robust players now. We have to look at people. Or, do we talk down our training? Do we, do we change our training? Mm. Was, that can't. was all down to the, the City game, that wasn't it? That wasn't yeah. really training. Do you want to start? Later on in the City game. Yeah, sorry, go on. So, then. Naby Keita has missed how many games in five years? It must be I think, five I think years. I think this is league games, by the way. Just league games. Still 50. 83. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this, he signed in what? Eight, so, for the 18, 19 seasons, so two in the league. Two, yes, yeah, so this is fifth season. Four and a half seasons, been 83 games. Jota's played for us for two and a half seasons, 40. There you go. So by yeah. the time February comes, if Keita does stay, mm. ratio-wise, Jota will have probably missed more games than Keita. And I would imagine Jota hasn't been left on the bench as many times as Keita no. has. No, no. The, the, the difference in those oh, I, think, I think that counts. When he's on the bench, he's still available. So, yeah, yeah. sorry. Even then, the difference in those two is that Keita's just come and tend to be constant, whereas Jota has these big layoffs. Obviously, he had the one at Midgetland when he does his knee, and now the most recent one, the calf. And then it's, I don't know, I love the lad. I think he's absolutely Same. boss, by the way. But these injury problems are starting to concern me. And if I spoke to Ben Dinnery recently on an expert insight, and he essentially said, when he does come back every February or March, he's missed another opportunity in terms of a, a mini pre season to get back up and running again. So, 
there's a likelihood and there's a chance he playing catch up and he almost does something again towards the back end of the season when the season's really congested. That's not a time you want somebody sort of catching up. Doesn't he just extend his contract as well? Recently, yeah. Yeah. Listen, in terms of his ability, there's no two ways. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think for our squad, I think there is a conversation to be had around adding yeah. another forward because oh, obviously yeah. we lost Origi, we lost Minamino. Fabio Carvalho has done well, but I don't think anyone's. No one's entirely sure where exactly he's going to end up playing yet. I think is the major point on him. Um, just to come back to our man Randall Colo Moani then. So he's 24, he's French, he's a French international actually. He's quite tall, he does predominantly play as a centre forward, which comes to your point about Firmino. Can play from the right, has played nominally from the left before. He's got eight goals and 11 assists domestically this season. Um, five and ten of them coming in the Bundesliga, so decent record actually, to be fair. Um, contract until 2027. Now, I had a quick look as I'm not massively well versed on his abilities otherwise he's quite a big lad had a quick look on FB Ref which essentially tells you what players he's similar to he's similar to Alexander Isak who signed for Newcastle Brie Bolo, Mikel Antonio um, Muriel as well Sorloff Inaki Williams Sasa Kalajic Alvaro Morata now what all they have in common is a quite big lad big strong lad quite big strong lad yeah so Sam on the profile of player again not so much him do you think there's a possibility we do go down that route again? We kind of got it with Nunes already I was in a say way. That, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think what if you look at our squad, we've got two, three options on the left in that. I think Nunes isn't isn't perfect for it, but he can do a job there. Carvalho made four actually. Uh, down the middle, we've got Jota, um, Nunes, or Firmino, and you Sally. You've got on the right, you've got Salah. Jota maybe second, and then maybe Diaz third. But mm. ideally, they're not as as well sort of suited for that role. No. I would say that if we were going to bring somebody else in instead of Bobby mm. or just anyway, we would look at someone who can play across the front three who yeah. can maybe potentially slot in for Salah as well as be an option in the centre as well because you, that, that's the gap, isn't it? There mm. isn't even a young player who you go, oh, Salah, Cade Gordon, but he's he's not around. He's been Bend injured Oak since. Well, too young yeah, well, and he's yeah. very young. So yeah. when you look at it like that, I think it's, it's about where the gaps are. I mean, Cody Gakpo's one that with a £35 million buyout clause is more likely to, to bring in. But again, you know, it's one of them, isn't it? Mm. That's just If he's in the plans, he's in the plans. Yeah, I think Gakpo as well. What Gakpo does offer is that versatility. Yeah. I completely agree. I think if we're going to sign a forward, they have to be able to play across the front feet because chances are, at full fitness, which is Diaz, Nunes, Firmino, probably a little bit, and Salah, we don't need yeah. someone, but they've got to be able to do all three in case one of them's missing. They can swap and change. It just works a lot you need better. Rigi, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the Rigi well, this what, what year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know, I'm not so sure. Like, but um, just then on the Liverpool stuff, and um, I'm going to get a rating off you out of ten, and I'm going to go for. We change this every week. I'm going to ask you how much you want the deal to get done, not how likely it is. So out of ten. What? How much would you like us to sign this player? The striker. I'm going to ask you to all of them now. So I'll come to you first on Enzo Fernandez. I think he'd be a fantastic signing. I'd say I want it eight, eight out of ten because I think he'd be really good. I'd say eight. Yeah. Okay. Sander Berger. Two. <laughs> One and a half. One and a half. Okay. <laughs> um, went to Sofan Amrabat. Five. Six. Six. And then finally, our striker, Colo, Randall Colo Mouani. Don't know when I for a bar. No, Two. Yeah. Just a striker three. then. Let's, let's change that to a forward in January. Five. Four. Four, okay. Because I think Bobby will stay. I just think the, yeah. the, the noises. All right. Liverpool were seduced by Randall Colo Mouani as well. I should have Ooh, said that earlier. Seduced. Yeah, so that, 
they're keeping a close keeping a close eye on him um, let's see what happens there yeah. I, thought, I thought we might want him to sign a forward a bit more I think I'm a bit further along than that I think it's the Jota stuff worrying me it is worrying me a lot anyway um, we're going to talk about other transfers around the Premier League and as ever in particular our top four rivals because that is the conversation we are in this year as it stands and um, Chelsea remain in the background for Denzel Dumfries. That's according to Tuto Sport, Italian publication, as relayed by FC Inter News. Um, Ian, just Chelsea and their possibly... You know, Denzel Dumfries plays for Holland, had a decent World Cup. Um, would that be a signing that you went, oh, they're decent now? Their right-back situation, Aspilicueta a little bit, Reese James. Don't think they need him, do they? I was just going to say, they've got the two best right-backs in the world, they keep telling us, so why do you want a third one? Yeah, it's a very good point. Um, Sam, Denzel yeah, Dumfries? Um, Espelicueta's got a lot of miles on the clock Reese James has had a lot of big injuries every year he gets a big injury as well mm-hmm. so he's another one that you don't know how long he's going to be sharp nope. um, so possibly also the caveat there is that we don't know if it's still Bohe buying the, the the players or if have they even got anybody in situ now or is it still him sacked everyone didn't he well that's what I mean I don't know if they've appointed anyone since and obviously Potter's coming so you don't know who's if, if Potter's not making signings he, he won't last long because no. if he's got no say he, oh, say he doesn't want to play him and he just gets benched so mm-hmm. it's it's a funny one, that. Yeah, it's an interesting situation, Chelsea, and it remains to be so, really. Like I say, it's hard to know what the situation looks like. I think, obviously, Kukurea was probably a Potter signing when he first came in, but it hasn't really worked. He was there before, it, wasn't he? Honest. He signed him before yeah, Potter yeah, came. Yeah, of course, he yeah. afterwards, wasn't he? That's an interesting one. It's almost like they knew it was going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. But even then, I, I, the deal hasn't worked, has it? No. At all. Mm, not at all. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. By the way, I don't think, I don't think they need Denzel Dumfries. It's not a sign mm. that were particularly... They've got a uh, Jorginho and Kante going on a free in the summer. Yeah. So they need to do something there. I think they'd be quite happy to see them go there to pair them, to Probably, be honest. Yeah. I think, yeah, not the sort of person I'd want us to look at at all. It's sort of over the hill. But Kante's yeah. injury problems are just yeah. non-stop, aren't they? We, we know all about that. Um, next one then, Gonzalo Ramos announced himself with a stunning World Cup Patrick for Portugal. Obviously took the place of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, took it pretty successfully as well. Um, Newcastle United, who are the top four rival this season, have joined the race for his signature. That's according to Journal de Notias, which is Portuguese. And Manchester United, Bayern Munich, PSG and Wolves. Wolves are linked with every single Portuguese player. Of course they are. The <laughs> They're named, I think it's contractually obliged, their name has yeah. to be in there if there's a Portuguese player. Um, is this a sign in here? I know you, we weren't bothered about Denzel Dumfries, but Newcastle, let's be honest, they are flying. If they got him, added another striker. Callum Wilson has injury problems, Isak is injured and got injured straight away. Would he... I think he, I, I think he'd be a very good sign. They didn't already have Isak. I mean, once Isak yeah. comes back, what's going to what's going to happen with him? Yeah. One up front, it's not going to happen. That because you've Maximan Almiron, whoever else plays. In the Chris Wood is the, is the other uh, striker, isn't he? Yeah. He's just your, your last ten. And, and it's like they've got loads of number nines. You don't need another mm. one. Do don't you? have Europe as well. No, they don't now. They could do it next yeah. year potentially. Twenty-one years old, um, great player. Yeah, like someone, one of these clubs. Another one to talk about Portuguese players often moving on. He feels like he's going to move on at some point because I think he's been prolific domestically as well for yeah. them. Um, yeah, so not even I mean Manchester United then for that. They should I, go for him. I Manchester think United, United, yeah, obviously given now the situation, he's now a free agent. If they signed him, would we then go? Wow. I I think it's mad that we're saying a fellow be better sign for United than he will be for Newcastle yeah that's just because of the circumstances <laughs> around yeah, yeah I, I, th- I think it would be good for United because they can, they can play Martial or Rashford up top and they do mm. a job We what we don't know about 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 because what, what United need Newcastle could sign him and him be a squad player yeah. and, and ease into the Premier League because they don't need him which is actually a smart way of doing things yeah. but with United they need someone to come in and almost have an impact straight away mm-hmm. now I'm not sure whether 
um, he's done enough across the board yet no. to, to come in the Premier League and do it I don't know enough about him obviously mm. he's had a good season Benfica they just topped their group with PSG in yeah. it uh, he's done well for Portugal mm. all the signs are there how old is he? I think he's 21 he was a Darwin Nunes replacement so, course, so yeah well, so yeah. exactly so which, was he already there or did he, he was already there so yeah but in right. terms of pecking order yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah I suppose um, it makes sense doesn't it? It, it someone like United should be all over that but whether yeah. they are or not who knows yeah and they're obviously linked with um, Cody Gakpo yeah. as well the guy I mentioned earlier and that seems quite long way along the line as well to be honest he's a striker though he's more of a either side him well, it's interesting because for his club um, he does play on the wings he plays on off the left but for Holland I think because they're a lack of a genuine striker even yeah. though he brought Wat Wakehorst on the other night and look what he did I yeah, mean, Bernie could have done with some of that Wat Wakehorst so, yeah, yeah. did he bring another big lad um, as well well he had Luke de Jong as yeah well, that's it Luke de Jong yeah, yeah, yeah. he right. was just yeah he was old <laughs> um, yeah okay I think I tend to agree with you out of the two sort of top four rivals I think Manchester United would because I think we were impressed with Isak he obviously scored at yeah. Anfield on debut didn't so there's, there's one more Arsenal they need a striker they've got of no depth anyway and Ketia never proven it no. they need something Jesus injured but just on that then yeah, Jesus he's got three months as well isn't he are Minimum. we still thinking Arsenal are the top four rival yeah yeah. because now they've lost Jesus you think the Premier League's done well listen City could go and lose and draw the next two matches easily after the mm. World Cup and Arsenal suddenly find themselves 11 points clear it's a different kettle of fish or whatever that may be yeah. nine points clear but I do think that Jesus, they're one more first team injury away from being in trouble. But got, you've got Europa League as well to consider when yeah. it comes back. So I think they've got to be careful. Getting knocked out the league course is probably a blessing for them mm-hmm. because they can now focus on getting Europe. But the minute, I've always said, the minute they, they drop off a level, mm-hmm. all the mental um, you know weaknesses Scars, that they've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesus is big. He's such a game changer for them. It's yeah, a yeah. big player. Yeah. That's Van Dyke for those levels that. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope you're right. Because if we can haul them in, we'll be doing something right ourselves, won't but we? The, you know yeah. I mean? so, yeah. So, so, so back to your yeah. point. I think if they went and signed, if they've got the money, because I also saw memories that they've spent a lot on their 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 their, their balances. The they've got to be careful yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same in Chelsea. Uh, mm. So the two lads we've just been talking about, Gakpo, the guy from Frankfurt, and um, Consola, could all yeah. do a job for Arsenal. Yeah, they will be in the market for striker, I'm almost yeah. certain. Of. They'll have to be. They should have been anyway, like you said, because of the lack of depth. But this Gabriel Jesus injury should have just yeah. moved things along. It's almost a blessing that in some ways, and I'm talking from experience here, from Liverpool point of view, because if you kind of feel like you need a player, but then he's not quite sure what's going to happen, and then you pick up a major injury, all of a sudden it triggers you. We had it with the centre half when Joel yeah. Massive went down, because yeah. finally we all we all wanted and knew we needed a centre back, yeah. but the club were reluctant. Then Massive does his injury against Tottenham, and suddenly we act. It was only Kabak and Davis, but we acted. Um, and also might be in a similar boat. Um, final one then. Tottenham hold an interest in Alexis McAllister, and that is via the Express from Spanish publication Fisages. That's not a good pronunciation. Um, this one, Alexis McAllister, another one having a good World Cup, actually, for Argentina. Very good player, Ian. What do you think? I think he's a good player, and he's like, he's, he's like the the archetypal Spurs signing always signing a very good player from a lower club it's something mm, that they, they seem yeah that. yeah they always seem to do very well with them type of signings and mm. they move them on to another level mm-hmm. and then a lot of them tend to move from Spurs and go somewhere else so yeah. I think I, I think that's got Spurs written all over and I can definitely see that happening yeah. so I listened to a podcast recently with um from what I told you before my Calvin's yeah. podcast and he interviewed the um, I'll tell you his name I will talk, he interviewed the the someone from Brighton's uh, academy sort of not academy recruitment team yeah. and what he said was is that they, they, they don't plan on selling anybody uh, this summer let me David Weir 
They have not much choice. David Weir. Yeah, they? David Weir is. Yeah. So I'm sure he's involved there somewhere. And he was saying that they they're in a position where they don't they don't want to sell, mm. but they're not scared to sell. And he was saying, so we're always prepared if something crazy happens. But they're not looking to offload anymore because they lost two or three or four in the summer. Right. So they're in a different transition now. But from McAllister's perspective, you go to Spurs, you've got Kane, Kudashevsky, Son, Richarlison, who's just obviously been in retraining form before they got knocked out. Mm-hmm. And then you add to that, you've got Lucas Moura. Where does McAllister fit into that? Where does he start his games? Mm-hmm. It doesn't stack up for me why you would leave Brighton for Spurs and go from being a, a guaranteed starter to be in fifth or sixth choice, it just doesn't. I, that's I, for me why maybe it's a summer move when you're looking at Harry Kane's finally left and they've signed mm. a couple of players, but it doesn't make sense for me for anybody for that to happen in January. Okay, go on. In. Makes sense for Spurs, I think. I think he's a good player because because I think the players you've mentioned there, I don't think all of them are going to be there in the summer. And no. So we could do like what we're doing with the we knew Mane was going in the summer yeah. so being McAllister in ready for but we summer. only signed Diaz because they had Spurs FFP issues and yeah, because yeah. Spurs yeah. came yeah. in yeah. we would yeah. never have signed yeah. Diaz if we didn't know about the FFP and Spurs yeah. didn't go in for them yeah. we would have waited till summer I suppose I suppose Trossard's in a similar boat it's yes. interesting with Brighton because they've been punching over the weight for quite some time now yeah. really boosting on this and a lot of their best players we mentioned Basuma we mentioned Kukurea before do move on that's just the way things work you know they, they get to a level they think I could go and play in Europe yeah. and I think McAllister and Trossard are both in a similar boat and I take your point Sam I think it's an interesting one for them they need to be smart with how they play it and when they move and who they move to you need to be really careful because you can quite quickly be forgotten about like he's a star now essentially for Brighton as yeah. is Trossard yeah. and again they're, they're sort of replicating that form in, for their nation as well really impressive and McAllister especially um, I mean semi-finalist for Argentina playing all the time and you can't really argue with that um, but yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting one when they move um, and I'm not, I think Tottenham will be wise to go and sign him I think it adds to their options he can play in a midfield role obviously he can play a bit more advanced but I don't know I think if they were to sign him say it was January it wouldn't really scare me from a top no, point of view no. Spurs don't scare me for some reason I'm not sure why I'm not, no. I think yeah Conte feels running out in Something it. just not right there. Yeah. It feels like they're only ever a couple of games away from some sort of crisis. In <laughs> and what's just happened with Kane? That's gonna that that that's one of those things that like I don't think just goes. I don't. No. I, don't I think he cares too much. Yeah. For that to just go, well, is well, is ego be hit there? Hard? Yeah, we spoke off air as well, just briefly about Kane in terms of the fact that he needs trophies, doesn't he? Listen, he scored a lot of goals, but essentially his career right now is he scored a lot of goals. Yeah. Like he needs something to show for. He needs something tangible. These personal awards that he's winning and, and picking up along the way are all well and good, but you want trophies, don't you? Yeah. You want trophies. You and, want a haul. And what's and what's just happened will invigorate him even more to go and find them trophies. Exactly. I, I think he's going yeah. to want guaranteed trophies. I think that's why the city thing was on the table. I'm not even sure he'll make a move now. Say Manchester United for argument's sake, throw a name at it. I'm not even sure he'll make that move because that isn't guaranteed no, silverware not anymore. Not at all. There's a space there with Ronaldo thing. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. And he's always felt like maybe United move was in him. He just felt think, like they fit. Do you think if they went to Spurs with the hundred million in January and Kane said I fancy this, he'd he'd go. Um, because yeah. a lot of money 18 months left on his contract he's coming up 29 yeah. he could push the move don't get me wrong he's he, what's his face um, Daniel Levy. Levy's yeah. shrewd but right, yeah. that could cause some even if they just did it I like Real Madrid they were PSG yeah, yeah. just to ruffle the boat 
Oh, they could do 100. percent United could. That's I'm a probably big, should. big. Yeah, United should be doing that, in my opinion. Unless yeah. they were to get one of these other people that we took a bit younger and obviously, yeah. you know, more miles or less miles on the clock and more to give, and obviously cost less. But listen, United should be going for having yeah. to replace a superstar, which let's face it, Ronaldo is, with another yeah. one, England yeah. captain, all that sort of stuff. Not great, isn't it? it? 100, it would be. But for Kane. He wants guaranteed silver. Yeah. You know, he can't get it with his nation, clearly. So he wants guaranteed or Tottenham. So he needs to go somewhere. And that's why I think, to round off my point, I think a move abroad is potentially on the cards yeah. for him. Because if you went Bayern. somewhere like Bayern, Real Madrid, even PSG, you could throw into this mix. Yeah. They sign people for fun. He's going to win stuff. Now, yeah. it might not be the Premier League, which is sort of what he wants, but that City move's gone now. It's gone, it's done. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I don't know. You mentioned, you mentioned there, Trossard. Yeah. Like, I can never picture if he's a, a, a dynamic eight or whether he's a ten or whether he's a one. I'm not sure where he places, but he, if he went to Spurs, mm. I'd be concerned. Yeah. But also, should we be in for Trossard? Well, I've, that's where I thought yeah. you're going with that point. And, yeah. and yes, be, that versatility you mentioned is probably why we should be in for him because he's a sort of player that I think if you added him to the squad, if you have a problem here, 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 or here, he might fit play. it. He could fill that role, and that's. And that's that's what Carvalho, I think, will offer. And that's what Curtis yeah. Jones, a fit Curtis Jones kind of offers. Yeah. Um, but that's what the beauty of those sort of players is, is that even if they're not your first name on a team sheet every week, mm. there's kind of always a space for them to slot but in. He, and he can always come off the bench and make an impact. Of on the well, bench. And, and tr- Trossard, for me, he, he, he's, he brings goals from midfield, which is something yeah. Liverpool I can desperately lack. Yeah, we do. Yeah, cool. Well, that was a very nice chat. Um, Sam, <laughs> that'll be all for the transfer show this week. Uh, Sam, Ian, thanks for joining me. Yeah, much appreciate. It's really cold in here, by the way. If you've seen us yeah. shivering at any point, Sam's it, got it, shorts. Sam's so still wearing shorts. Sure shorts. <laughs> it is freezing in here, um, but we got through it. Um, we got through it, and um, yeah, much appreciated watching. Uh, make sure you check out all the other content as ever. Liverpool are very nearly back. We kind of are in pre-season, mid-season action, but <laughs> we'll be properly back soon. Not long to wait now. Um, but until then, take care. I'll speak to you soon. Right, thanks very much for joining as a club captain and a club legend. If you are a club captain and you want more out of your Redmen Plus subscription, then just upgrade your account to club legend status. You become a legend, a captain no more. Shed captain, become legend. Um, Join the Discord, get 20% off merch, get two free items of merchandise every single season. And of course, you get into our monthly competition prize draws to win incredible stuff. We've had signed Carragher shirts, we've had signed Suarez stuff. Every single month, we're gonna give you the opportunity to be in that draw. Get over there, sign up you know it's the right thing to do.